Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate. And welcome to Topical Island. Each week, one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us. Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable? And what does it have to do with the opera? Will we get to work from home forever, ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more. As each week, we will take you to a different topical island. Hello, island hoppers. Hello, friends. How are we doing? Um, Kristen, let's start with you. How's the week? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. I Well, we're all coming off of a long weekend, which was an amazing kind of refresher. Agreed. This, I'm, I want to talk about something super basic, which is that I... Do you guys do yoga with Adrian? Yes. No, I've never heard of it. What? Okay. She's winning at the internet. Oh. Is she? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's articles on like, Adrian won the pandemic. <laughs> oh. oh. So she does this. She does yoga classes and she has all kinds of different yoga classes. And there are different lengths for different things. And she's so funny and so sweet. And her energy is just so light. And so I did the last weekend was very kind of, you know, there were some nice days, but some dreary days. And I did some, I, 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 I did a full setup on Sunday. Cause I was like, you know, we'll just pretend we're at a yoga class. I did the whole light a candle, put out the mat, all this kind of stuff and did a, a 40 minute session with her. But I will just say like, you know, if you're looking for some very accessible yoga, yes, she's your gal and so light and just so she makes little jokes during the whole thing, and I'm I'm just I'm obsessed. So hmm. I'm with. I just you. wanted to to throw her out there. Well, excellent to know, and I did not know, so I will I will check it out. Yes, good. And if you wanted to do like every day, she does challenges. She does, um, you know, yoga before bedtime, yoga in the morning, and um, there's a couple that I like where it's like if you need to pick me up, like ten minute yoga if you need to pick me up. And I swear, it just, I don't know what it is, but like find that little corner in your office or in somewhere in your house and you will have energy once you're done. She's magic. Hmm. Awesome. And she is the yoga instructor that we all need. She, I know that I have been shamed at yoga before by instructors. She, mm. is, not, she is not Which that is ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. Insane. It's like everything that yoga is not about. <laughs> Yeah, I hate those stories. I mean, I I appreciate hearing them from you, Julie, but <laughs> I, it makes me so sad because I, I think a lot of yoga people would be like, that's not what it's about. Like you mm-hmm. said, not yoga. So not yoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kate? Tell us about what's going on with you. Well, I just have to say that. Um, so I got my first shot of the vaccine today. And Yay. as of this hour that we are speaking, um, my arm is at the, what I hope is the height of pain. I have no yeah. other, no other reaction to it. I've heard of many different yeah. things, fever, you know, very mild, um, but dealable with symptoms. Um, well, but I'm just, I'm really starting to notice my arm. So that's kind of my exciting news. Um, short and sweet. That's definitely, definitely a positive. So. That is a positive. I get mine tomorrow morning. So yeah, and I've heard the uh, the arm hurt is is real. And, yeah, yeah. I took a day. I had the day off after my shot, and I I 
have missed being a little bit sick this year. And so I just had anticipated being in bed. And I don't know if it was because of the shot or just because I really wanted to be tired. But I took the day. Hey, you, sometimes you just got to lean into it. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say right that. So Nick and I both had our shots this morning. And I have to say, like, he called me twice during the day just to, like, check up on how I was feeling. Because I think he had a bit of the... Um, uh, what's that called when you think you when you when it's all in your psychosomatic? Head? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just are you? Hey, and so he just needed to check in with me and make sure, like, you know, are you feeling nauseous? How are what's what's <laughs> happening in your world? So that I could say, no, that's that's just you being you, and we're we're he, all. He okay. should have called me, and I'd have been like, go to bed. <laughs> you would just tell him. You should have taken the day. Go to bed. <laughs> Don't listen to Kate. <laughs> what about you, Julie? How's your week been? It's been great. Had a lovely long weekend, but I had to share, and I know a, a couple times now I've talked about shows I've been watching, but mm-hmm. I watched over the long weekend. Don't judge. Uh, there was lots of rain, um, but we watched a 10 part mini series called the looming tower, which is a dramatization of the events leading up to and including um, 9-11. What platform? I need to know if I can see it. Canadians can get it on Prime. Um, My understanding is on that it was Hulu. So if you are in the States and have Hulu, that's where it originated. But here Mm -hmm. it's on Prime. And I... I I woke up five times in the night last night thinking about it, thinking about media, thinking about the similarities we have across the world in our faiths and in, and how we practice. And, um, and I don't know, it just really shook me. Hmm. It was also the first time in a long time that I've watched a series that did such a good job of storytelling, like even down to like motifs and recurring themes. And, oh, when you see an orange, it means a certain thing or um, like just really incredible storytelling, very detailed. And, and as the story gets further along, they start to incorporate real footage, real testimony that happened after 9-11 when they, um, did their inquiries and it, I think it will shake you up. And hmm. I know that it's somewhat controversial and I know that we probably as the general public won't know exactly the whole truth of, of everything that happened leading up to it and what information was available and what the government chose to do about it or not to do about it. Um, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend it. And, um, we are coming up in the fall of 2021 on the 20th anniversary since 9-11. That is pretty unbelievable. 20 years you ago. Go- I, it's one of those events that I'm sure I am one of many people that can remember exactly where I was when that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Where were you, Kate? I was in the hallway, um, at school in grade 12. And, uh, I want to say... Um, so a classmate had come out of their class on current affairs. And so they just happened to be watching the news or something along those lines in, mm-hmm. in real time, came out of the class and was as 
as um, we were changing classes. And I just remember thinking like, all right, like everybody calm down. Like uh, this is, let's all just take a step back. And I'm sure it's not what you are saying it is. That seems extreme. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, um, that it was, it was what it was. And it was, it was life-changing to, uh, to the, to the planet. It changed the way the planet functions for sure. Kristen, what were you, you, what do you remember about that day? I just remember being, I remember being in biology class. Um, Oh, Miss Everett, Julie, were you ever in Miss Everett's class? Yes, I know Miss Everett. Although I wasn't <laughs> in your advanced biology, but yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why she threw it out there. Were yeah, you we... in the um, <laughs> biology that I yeah. was in, or were you in a different a different class? Just regular biology? <laughs> to, be fair, I thought so. <laughs> to be fair, I was the worst student in the biology class. <laughs> but, um, like, to honestly. But, uh, yeah, I remember the the sensation of thinking, are we at war? Like what's happening? Right. And, and just like, to what extent is this? What's happening? And I just, I don't know if I heard about it when I was first at home or when I got to school, but I, I fully remember being in that class and just, uh, yeah, just having a lot of questions and being quite concerned. Jill? Yeah. I remember, uh, because I remember waking up in the morning to my alarm, which was the radio. And it was talking about, the first tower being hit because we were uh, mountain time and, mm. but also kind of like not processing that because I was waking up, it's the radio in the morning, but being like, wow, there, this is a big deal. And then getting to school and I th- must've had social studies and we had a sub who would not let us turn on. It was a little weird because we were all like, we turn on the radio. We want to listen. We want to know what's happening. And she was like, you don't think I want to know what's happening? No, we're sticking. Like, I think she just really felt like she was a sub. She had to stick for the to the for <laughs> the day. We're going to watch a regular movie like we always do when I sub. <laughs> but she was probably, I mean, she, yeah, she, I'm sure she wanted to know just as much as everybody else, but maybe was concerned about whether or not it's something the kids should be watching. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, who, how would you know what to do? Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think even in that moment, not that I was especially clever or anything, but even being like, yeah, but this is social studies. Like, this is the class where you're probably going to talk about this forevermore. Yeah. Anyway. Julia, what's her name? Let's, no, let's get yeah. I do not remember her name. I do not remember her name. Uh, crazy. That, but 20 years ago. 20 what? Years I know. Ago. That blows That's, my mind. Yeah. 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 Well, um, not sure if I have a great segue, but uh, Kate, I'd love to know where you're taking us today. Okay, well, at first, I'd like to ask you both a question. Do you consider yourself superstitious? I'm a little stitious. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, because if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about superstition, but specifically about why buildings do not have a 13th floor? Ooh. I love this question. It's, it's something that I, I, and to be honest, it's, it's something that I had never really thought a lot about because it is just kind of the norm. Yeah, you accept it. But what it, I mean, what it drills down to is the fact that there is a superstition in the number 13 that runs so deep, it has dictated how 
basically a continent. So I'm going to talk mostly about North America, but not just in North America. Um, do we exclude the the number 13 or have uh, the 13th floor from buildings like as a whole? And so I think that is very interesting. It is. And before we jump in, out of curiosity, like there, it's just buildings, right? Like there's no cities that don't have like a 13th street or anything like that. Oh, good point. That is a good point. And so it's definitely most prominent in buildings. I know that some hospitals and airports don't have um, like not necessarily floors, but 13th uh, wings or terminals or areas like that for the reason of superstition. I don't want to get on plane 13A. Gosh, it's so baked into it. Like, it's so, like, I'm like, I get it. I wouldn't feel that comfortable on plane 13. Like, what? That's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so I want to cover a few things. So why, why is 13 considered so unlucky? And there are a few theories. Um, Dating back to 1700 BC, the ancient Babylonians actually omitted the number 13 from its list of laws. And so when people found them or or discovered them or were reading them, they kind of lost their minds about it, thinking like, oh, my goodness, there must have been some reason that they just excluded the number. However, it turns out that it was eventually discovered that it was actually just a clerical error. Um, but it was at that point, it was, it was kind of too late for like, takesy backsy. People, <laughs> people had already decided that 13, like it was omitted because of some grand reason, like the Babylonians knew it. And so I think um, a few of these other theories had prevailed maybe in the meantime before they had discovered that it was a clerical error and it just kind of all compounded. What's a Babylonian clerical error? <laughs> What does that look like? (laughs) I mean, it looks like omitting the number 13 (laughs) from a list of numbers when you're not, when there is no reason behind it, I guess. On the scroll or on the the, the papyrus or the parchment paper? Not parchment paper. That's what you cook with, right? Yeah. The papyrus. (laughs) Whatever. On the rock with the the stone. (laughs) The chisel. And then, of course, because it's chiseled into rock, they were like, oh, geez, well, we can't take that. We can't take these backsies now. <laughs> chiseled in the rock. There for the, rest, there for the rest of humanity. <laughs> so other origins um, in the Norse lore, um, it was the mischievous god Loki who showed up at a dinner party he was not invited to in Valhalla. And uh, so there were 12 gods already in attendance and he was the 13th guest to show up and he kind of wreaked havoc. And so okay, that was one of the reasons, number 13. In the Bible, Judith, Judas, sorry, not Judith, not my mother-in-law. <laughs> in the Bible, Judas was the 13th guest to arrive at the Last Supper. And he is the person who ultimately betrays Jesus, which leads to his crucifixion. That seems pretty significant. That seems yeah. pretty significant. That's definitely a prominent one that comes up. Mm-hmm. Two dinner parties, though. That's impressive that it comes down to that. Yeah, good point. I also wonder how much the Bible borrowed from other ancient Oh, fair point. That's another episode. 
I also came across that Psalm 13 in the Bible was one that is full of corruption and deviance. So I think there's a few. What? 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 The (laughs) Psalm 13 is full of corruption and deviance? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's part of, there's lots of that in the Bible. And so apparently it's quite prevalent in Psalm 13. Cool. Anyway, but uh, then some mathematicians and scientists actually cite that the perfection that is number 12 might be the reason that 13 is given so much flack. It was the ancient Sumerians who developed the numerical system based on the use of the number 12 that's still used for measuring time today, like the calendar months. Yeah, so 12 months in a year, a single day is comprised of two 12-hour half days. And so following so closely on so closely so and so following so closely on the perfect number, um, mm. thirteen was um, just the ugly be, stepsister. Just the ugly stepsister, and to be yeah. found wanting. Aww. And then, of course, uh, so Friday the thirteenth is considered an unlucky day, right? Mm. And the origins of that um, is pretty much based on. Um, So on Friday the 13th, on October 13th, 1307, um, King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar, who were believed to be protecting the Holy Grail and other holy objects. Um, And they were a very revered group um, made up of the most skilled fighters during the era. And he had them all charged with Satanism and then massacred. And so this happened on Friday the 13th. And that's kind of the, I think, probably in combination with the idea of 13 being an unlucky number. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that this was a Friday, that's where um, we get the fear of Friday the 13th. Wow. Yeah. So a couple other quick theories on, or I guess just what what else can make the the number 13 unlucky is it was said that the height of the gallows were 12 steps up. And so oh. if you were going to the gallows, it was considered 12 steps up, one step down. So 13 steps to the gallows was very unlucky because you weren't coming back from that. Huh. Um, and also there was a time in which a witch's coven was made up of specifically 13 witches. Um, I think that changed and a witch's coven became any type of group of right. witches. It didn't matter the number, <laughs> but originally it was specifically 13. 13. And then, of course, if if women are on a cycle of 28 days, there are 13 menstrual cycles that make up a year. And if we know nothing from history, it is that women are the root of all evil. So. <laughs> and, and so unlucky. And we have we have 13 cycles. And so that must just be, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the pits going through 13 <laughs> cycles a year. But I, I think that's, I think somebody just did the math on I that. I think that might be grasping at straws. Yeah. Maybe the same gentleman that wrote the Bible. The same gentleman who wrote the Bible. <laughs> gentleman who wrote the bible based on all the nordic the nordic lore but just stole those stories Interesting. so that's kind of the amalgamation of of the mishmash of stories that makes up why the number 13 is thought to be so unlucky and so that leads to um what is called triskaikaphobia which is the fear, it's a phobia, a jet, like a legitimate phobia of the number 
13. Mm. And according to the Stress Management Center, Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, more than 85% of high-rise buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor. 85%? 85%. This was also... Uh, this number was also confirmed by the Otis Elevator Company, who I imagine has much of yeah. the elevator enterprise Indeed. who would be dealing with high-rise buildings. And yes, their guess was about 85 to 90% of buildings general in the U.S. specifically do not have 13th floors. That's incredible. I know when I when I worked in the, an office, and one day probably will again, our building only has 13 floors, but we call the top floor the 14th floor. It skips, but that's where all of our executives sit. And so they're on the 13th floor. Yeah, but we all say 14. Like nobody says, Ooh. like, yeah, there's, they just skipped it, but it's bizarre. And it's, it's curious to me that you would, why wouldn't you just build? Sure, you can skip, you want to skip it, sure. But like, why would you ever even build a 13-story building? Especially if that's the top floor. Yeah. Um, and what I could find a lot of were examples of things, bad things that happened on Friday the 13th in mm -hmm. history. But what I really struggled to find were bad things that happened on 13th floors. Mm -hmm. That being said, as soon as I tried to find bad things that happened on 14th floors, I feel like the majority of them were the top floor. Weird. And so why not just call it quits at 12? Yes. Why build that one extra? Well, people thought they are eliminating the superstition um, with not including 13 since taller buildings are more attractive and lucrative, especially in big cities. Right. Um, eliminating the 13th floor and calling it a another number, calling it 14, gives the illusion that the building is taller than it really is. Oh. oh. And so to make it more marketable, I mean, when you think a 12-story building versus a 14-story building, you automatically think there's quite a bit of difference there, hmm. when really there's not. It's just one floor, and you know what floor you're on. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, were you able to find like a first case of skipping that 13th floor? No, it just, it really just says, um, you know, when skyscrapers started being built in 1885. So first of all, I mean, it wasn't until 1885 that people were really starting to build buildings higher than 12 stories. Right. Um, one of the reasons that 12 stories almost seem like the perfect height, maybe because it's the perfect number, mm -hmm. yeah. um, was also because um, builders thought that at 12 stories, you would keep street congestion down and you wouldn't be omitting any ominous shadows. And so therefore not Ooh. lowering, they figured taller buildings would lower property values. Yeah, they do. So eventually someone convinced them that it was okay to build taller buildings and, um, but to omit the 13th floor. And um, that's what they, that's basically what they did. So I, th I really think that it was based on the builder because there are buildings hundreds of right. years old that, um, that don't have a 13th floor, but there are definitely buildings of the same age that decided to include it. Right. So 
I don't have a first case, but since they started building skyscrapers um, around 1885, people have been omitting the 13th floor. Right. I do mm-hmm. on occasion have been, obviously, I guess 15% of buildings have 13th floor. And I do find it odd. You know, it's yeah. when there is a 13th when floor. When there is a 13th floor, I notice it for sure. They're tempting fate. I don't know. I'm curious to know if more and more modern buildings are just getting rid of that and just doing 13. Um, It's interesting you say that because in 2005, the Vancouver Sun published an article uh, when city planners got together and decided that nobody was, city planners were no longer allowed to skip floors, um, including numbers such as 13 and 4. Now, 4 is a very unlucky number in the Chinese culture, I believe, because yes. it sounds like the word death. And so it would include not only the number four, but anything with a four in it. So it could potentially include oh, four, geez. 14, 24, and then if you throw in 13. So city planners in Vancouver finally got together and said, this is getting ridiculous. If we have emergency services being called to these buildings, they have no oh, idea yeah. where to go. And so it was... Terrible. Yeah, it was based on that, that they decided to, um, they were just going, as of 2005, they were just going to, you're not allowed to skip floors anymore. Any newer buildings had to be built in the right sequence. And um, it turns out, I also read an article that despite the fact that the fear is really ingrained in our consciousness, um, it appears as though we care more about the 13th floor view than we do any mysterious omens yeah. that could come with it. Because yes. there are <laughs> brand new apartment buildings going up in um, New York City in a fast growing neighborhood very recently that have started to include well marked 13th floors. And apparently, this has not deterred uh, renters one bit. Interesting. Oh. And that was, that's actually, I mean, it all comes down to economics. The reason that builders would omit it was just because they did not want to take a chance on people not being willing to either rent their building or rent a room or stay in a hotel room that had that, even if it was just a a small chance that the person was superstitious. Right. You know, it's interesting. I know years ago I had gone to China and you know, off the top, I can't remember if they omitted the fourth floors, but I do know that the lucky numbers cost more. So, um, so it costs more to purchase an apartment on a lucky numbered floor, um, than others because again, yeah, that it's so ingrained that it's worth it to bring on, bring the luck. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Now I'm curious, do you haven't, do you know what the lucky numbers were? Just out of curiosity, because if they're omitting floors, it just makes me think like if the lucky number is five, but they're not including a fourth floor, then technically what are you paying for? Oh, interesting. <laughs> you need a blank floor. Well, there's quite a few lucky numbers. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, like I heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Chinese... And it can also depend on what year you yourself were born. So, you know, if you are born in the year of the ox, for you, one and nine are lucky. But if you're born in the year of the rooster, five, seven, then five, seven, and eight. So I think eight, though, 
rings a bell for me that that was a lucky number overall. Hmm. I want to, can I add some complexity to that, which is because I took a lot of feng shui. I took some feng shui courses and also the direction in which you're pointing is also could be lucky or unlucky. So So if you're on a lucky floor pointing in the feng shui direction, you are paying out the yang. You are. (laughs) I, (laughs) but I, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Just, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, and so I've never been somebody who thinks that I'm this affected by the number 13. I've never really thought Friday the 13th. I've never really thought anything of it. Um, However, one interesting fact I found was that um, in a single Friday the 13th, it's estimated to cost the economy as much as much as between 700 and 900 million because people are not going on vacations, shopping, and a huge amount of them are just sitting at home. So in that one Seriously? Yeah. I've never I always think about when it's a Friday 13th I always think about it like I don't necessarily change my behavior but maybe I do but I always think oh it's Friday the 13th what's gonna happen yeah, yeah. and so like I said there were a few examples of of horrible things that happened um on Friday like Freddy Krueger Friday the 13th <laughs> well that was a fictional character that happened in a movie but yes they they capitalized on Friday the 13th you are correct some real life versions are that um, German forces during World War II bombed Buckingham Palace on a what? Friday the 13th. Um, Tupac Shakur, although he was shot on September 7th, he succumbed to his injuries on a Friday the 13th. Supposedly. On Friday, the, on a Friday the 13th, a 13-year-old boy in England was struck by lightning at 1.13 p.m., so 13.13 I believe, while attending an air wow. show. Oh, that recently, the the uh, um, cruise ship that went down, the Costa Concardia, sank in the ocean. That was a Friday the 13th. I didn't mm. know that. Um, and it actually, so it became the largest passenger ship to ever be wrecked. Um, it had double the amount of people on board than the Titanic. I didn't know that 32 people died during that. Yeah. When was that? What year was that? In 2012. And was that long um, ago? the captain was Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the captain ended up being convicted of manslaughter in 2015 right. because he decided not to go down with the ship. Well, and Wait, he what? was partially to blame. Okay, he he had to be to blame because like captains go down with the ship. Sorry, manslaughter. But I, I want to say, like, he did some pretty shady stuff. Like as yeah. a captain, like you would never expect that of a captain. Okay, and also another crash that I was unaware of was the infamous um, Uruguayan flight headed towards Chile when it crash landed in the Andes. It was on an, um, a Friday the 13th. And so this is the story based on the Alive, yes. the, the movie Alive and the books that were written about that. So those survivors were reduced to hiding in the refuge and eating each other. That's unlucky for sure. That's unlucky. Especially for those being eaten. For those who were on the menu, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) And the final example I'll give you of um, Friday the 13th being bad luck is that the first Grand Wizard of the KKK was born on a Friday the 13th. Mm. So then, of course, there's that. It's uh, He's very, obviously, a very awful human uh, that exists. Um, But so my brother, um, my older brother, 
celebrates a birthday on the 13th. And so after reading all of this, I had to find out what day he was born because, of course, occasionally his birthday falls on a Friday the 13th. As I was saying before, I didn't think that it, it would have had much effect on me. But all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to find out if he was born on a Friday the 13th. Yes. Like maybe this is why we are not good friends. Um, <laughs> and we're not, we're not bad friends, but we're just not. We're just not best friends. Does he listen to this podcast? No, like we're not. Okay. We're not. I mean, m- me and my sister are great friends, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this podcast either. <laughs> so that's not really a level of that's not really our temperature gauge yeah exactly. <laughs> he follows our instagram i mean you don't have to you don't have to post this well but, i mean the people yeah. that you think would be supportive in your life like <laughs> this turns into a therapy session leah why don't you listen to me <laughs> <laughs> all right what well, all i'm you saying is i would never expect following. my older brother to to listen to this podcast well anyway I, everyone yeah. should be relieved to know that he was born on a sunday really close call close call so woo wipe of the brow there you know what's funny though so hitler was born on 420 which is Mm, the international mm -hmm. day of pot i guess Um, i don't know if has an official term probably not because you know they're not that organized (laughs) and i know that there's lots of reasons why we associate bad things with the 13th and then Friday the 13th Knights Templar um but I'm actually surprised that like something like Hitler's birthday that they haven't tried to disassociate it like maybe just you know make international pot day the 21st I don't know you know if we're so obsessed with something some dates and some numbers and then could care less about others I'm going to throw out this theory and maybe it's because they didn't want to affiliate a Hitler with too many superstitions (laughs) Um, because one I came across was that it names that have 13 letters combined. Now this is just, I've got a lot of issues with this one because it's first and last. So it doesn't include your middle Mm, name. Okay. And one of the names given as an example was Jack the Ripper. So yes, Jack the Ripper has 13 letters. Yeah, but that's that's not, not, that's that's not anything to do with anything. But then it made sure to state in the art, in the, piece that I read that Adolf was his birth name is Adolphus Hitler so Adolphus Hitler has 13 but like what was his middle name anyway I did take some time to write out a bunch of my friends names and none of them including you two um I just did it myself (laughs) (laughs) Julie I I even went so far as to if you eventually took your partner's last name (laughs) and you're still good so just so you know. Interesting. I th- I think that like, as with much of superstitions, it's like, it's, it's like, an, and I'm not, some things, some coincidences are amazing and they're pretty powerful. But I think that with the number 13, like trying to like j- say, oh, Jack the Ripper has 13 letters. Like we don't even know the guy's name. Like, geez, like, come on. I think yeah. that once that superstition has then been established, we will then like try and shove things into it to make yeah, that work. When you include the word the into like your count. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
And that's interesting that you say that because I couldn't agree more. And I think no matter what number you fixate on, you could come up with examples for all of these things. Bad thing that happened in history, um, you know, evil people with the, the name of that length or their made up name that equaled 27 or yeah. there's a lot. There was a lot of what I felt was just kind of rubbish about how if you break up these letters or assign a number to each letter and then this equals 13 and if you you know and then take 27 and make it a two plus a seven and it was just like well no I could work backwards from any number and turn yes. anything into those things totally. so um so I think I mean to, I guess to sum up I, I think that 13 is unfairly given some flack yeah. yeah. Maybe next next Friday the 13th, do something positive and let's let's turn this ship around. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So what I do actually want to leave you with is um, a joke that has always stuck with me from comedian Mitch Hedberg. So you're going to get to hear. Oh, me. I love him. My best Mitch Hedberg impression. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of water. My hotel doesn't have 13 floors because of superstition. But come on, man. People on the 14th floor, you know what floor you're really on. What room are you in? 1401? No, you are not. Jump out the window and you will die earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, everybody. <laughs> well done. Well, no, that was so interesting. And I will be always on the lookout for Friday the 13th and more often I'm going to start seeking out the 13th floor. Um, I'm going to see if it's popping up more now, if more cities are, are taking on what Vancouver did and just said enough, just mm -hmm. call it what it is. Call it what mm -hmm. it is. Well, Kristen, I would love to hear some good news. Okay. I know a couple of weeks ago, Kate had mentioned, like I, I, I very nonchalantly during green burial mentioned that I do this find a grave activity yes i so during the quarantine i kind of you know we all had our list of hobbies or whatnot and i kind of looked at started to do a little bit of genealogy and so part of that was looking up some things online of ancestors and this and that and i came across this website called find a grave and so you can actually on that website put it in a request for someone to take a photograph of your ancestor's grave, wherever they may be. But reciprocally, you can also take pictures for other people. So if someone outside of your city asks for a picture of a grave, you can actually volunteer to go out and take that photo. So that to me seemed like a decent uh, volunteer job to take on during the pandemic. There's obviously not a lot of people in graveyards and it's a bit of a meaningful activity. So one uh, request that kept popping up for me was this last post fund, which was, which is this really cool organization that essentially looks for individuals who are in the military and who weren't marked. So right. the one thing that I didn't realize before I started looking into this is that there's lots of people that aren't marked. So they're buried and then nothing is put in the place of their burial so that there's actually no way to identify them. But this last post uh, fund actually goes out. And so basically there, it says their mission is to ensure that no veteran is denied a dignified funeral and burial, as well as a military gravestone due to, 
due to insufficient funds at the time of death. So there's an organization, and I don't know if it's local or if it's national, but they actually have people seek out these places. And if they're not marked, they actually put in a request to the last post fund and request that these veterans are marked. And so earlier last year, in the beginning of COVID, I had taken a photo of an image of um, a, a, an area that had not been marked. And just this last week, uh, the last post fund went around and put up all these memorials of these veterans who had fallen at, in ver- for, from various circumstances. It could have been, uh, you know, after war. And have actually marked these veterans where they lie. And so um, some of the individuals that I had taken photos of throughout this find a grave process are now marked. marked. That is unbelievable. That is so fascinating. Well done. You must feel so proud that you were a part of that. I'm so proud that I know (laughs) you, that you were a part of that. That is just an amazing story. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I, I'm very proud and I just, I mean, above all, it's just, I mean, I feel sad anytime, you know, a person is not able to be marked, but especially, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone who served our country or, or their, their country that they loved and that, you know, they have the dignity of, of, of being marked in the ground. So I, I agree. And I think it's a really amazing thing that they're doing. So I'm very grateful to be part of it. That is a really awesome Good news story. Good job. Well done. Well, did you find what you were looking for? 